This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Moonbase. Hope Colony. The year is 4067. Our ancestors were sent here to preserve mankind in the face of the devastation on Earth. Unbeknownst to us, Earth survived. We can never go home to that atmosphere and survive it. We are the next iteration of mankind's future. Listen to our stories as we continue to adapt to this harsh environment. The Kyleson Chronicles legacy can continue through our struggles here in space, our home. Welcome to Moonbase Hope Colony. The date is November 7th, 4067-0900 hours. We're at the parade grounds for the installation ceremony of the new general. It is an auspicious day to say the least. We join the installation ceremony just about to begin with Tech Sergeant Santiago Romero. The sergeant in arm calls the assembly to attention. I'm watching as he marches to the right of the erected stage from the back of the room. Turns, stares straight ahead, salutes, but doesn't release the salute saying, Attention! Present arms. Admiral Daniel M. Walker, your assembly is present and awaiting your orders, sir. Admiral Walker walks up to Tech Sergeant, facing him, stands at attention, salutes him, and releases the salute. At ease, soldier. Tech Sergeant Romero stands at parade rest as ordered, staring straight ahead, not moving. Wow, these folks mean business. Admiral Walker turns, takes the stage, and calls everyone to silence with his hands resting on the podium. Then the Admiral gives his step-down speech as it is listed in the program that was handed down. The Admiral says, Thank you, one and all, for attending today's ceremony. I have been proud to be your commander for these past 15 years, and I'm looking forward to my retirement. It will not be without sadness that my partner and wife cannot be here to see this through. I know that she will always be here with me in spirit, and that is what has gotten me through these last few months. I also want to thank all of my staff that has been with me for these past years, for without them I could not have done my job efficiently. The military command here on the moon base has been relentless in the endeavors to meet all the demands that were put upon them. My sincerest gratitude and thanks go out to each and every one of you. And now, without further ado, I would like to introduce you to the next commander of this moon base, Major General Daniel M. Walker. Will you present yourself to this stage for the release of my office and take charge of yours? This is a very somber occasion that I am witnessing. It almost makes you want to let a few tears loose. It's sad, but exciting at the same time. What an emotional roller coaster this is. So quiet now. Wow. 
Admiral Walker now waits for the new commander to come up on the stage. Major General Daniel Walker the ninth, salutes the current moon base commander. The outgoing naval commander then salutes in return and releases the salute in return, saying, Major General Daniel M. Walker, I release this moon base station and all its inhabitants to your care and responsibility. Do you accept this command? The new commander says, I accept the moon base station. You are relieved. The Admiral says, I am relieved. The old commander relinquished the microphone to Major General Walker. Then the new commander thanks his predecessor with a smile and indicates for him to take a seat behind the podium in the chairs sitting empty. Walker turns around to the podium to give his incoming speech. As he introduces himself and gives a brief history of his military accomplishment, Walker notices that there isn't a sound or an eye that isn't on him. He feels very humbled by this experience. I'm humbled by it. You could actually hear a pin drop if there was no one talking. Wow. I want to thank everyone in attendance today for witnessing this change of command. I am overwhelmed by the astute attention that everyone is displaying. I am so proud of all of you at this point to know that the old military standards are still in place, even up here in space. I would like to take this time to say a silent prayer with a moment of silence during the prayer. I pray that all that we do here in space is met with enthusiasm and devotion needed to keep everyone alive and safe on this space station. Amen. From this day forward until my command ends, there will be a moment of silence observed every morning for two minutes at the start of each new day. Maybe we could remember who we are and why we are up here and be thankful for our family, friends, and colleagues. Wow, I think I'm going to really like this new commander. What a show of perseverance for shot. General Walker then starts the introduction to the new staff coming with him to the command section and those going out. This ought to be really interesting. Let's listen in. I want to recognize all that are leaving their post, except for a select few, so that my new command may keep the values they set into place available and viable. As I call your name, please step forward and be recognized and that I may present you with accommodations, awards, and certificates already prepared for your exit from this command. Walker recognizes the old staff that is leaving, presents any with accommodations, certificates, and awards. He has these personnel sit in chairs behind him for the rest of his speech in military ranking order right to left. As most of you already know, we have re-established full communications with Earth and what remains of its inhabitants. Every one of us was elated to find them still alive and that they had survived the cataclysm and 2,000 ensuing years. That means that all of our hard work has paid off with that knowledge. The audience is going wild with the pronouncement. It's almost deafening. I know that I'm excited as well to know that my ancestors have made it. General Walker continues, What is in the planning stages at this time? We plan to open what is called a Scribes Passage. This will allow anyone visiting the space station the capability to travel almost simultaneously from Earth to us. Since we already know about the Einstein theories about wormholes, this should not be a problem understanding the magnitude of which I talk about. There will be several meetings with the dignitaries coming through in the coming months. 
The first to arrive will be scribe Robert April and Dr. Laurentis Olofsson. With them will be a bit of a surprise that they won't even tell me about. They will commemorate the opening of the scribe's passage as a new way of travel to the moon. No longer will we need to have space shuttles shipping humans to the moon. The only ones using this antiquated form of travel will be the massive shipments coming in or going to Earth. Now there may be a couple of people that do not want to take the scribe's passage, which is fine. That is really up to the individual to make that choice. There will also be medical reasons that an individual takes a shuttle as well. We will address those issues as the situation arises with their particular needs. All that will be happening in the next few months will be these items. The old procedures being struck from the books is the lax attitudes that has been prevalent because we were the only ones on the moon. No longer will that be the case with the scribe's passage being opened up for use. There will be guards posted at the event horizon doors 24-7. This will become its own structure of command under my direction. These doors have to be secured until notice is given that someone is coming through. We will get notice from Earth 24 to 72 hours in advance. This will come directly to me from the scribes Ian Tileson, Cassie Robeson, or Robert April. Man, I knew that Admiral Walker and the new commander had many meetings prior to this command change. They have talked about a lot of things and changes. This is unprecedented in the history of Hope Colony. I was wondering how they were going to handle the different changes already in place and those to come. General Walker continues, Being revised in our protocols will include the last dome damaged in the last meteor shower. This dome will be ready for new folks coming up and also for dignitaries visiting. Sergeant Romero calls the room to attention. Attention! Present arms! Walker turns and starting at his right stands before Admiral Walker and salutes him as protocol dictates. Now Walker shakes the Admiral's hand, talking in hushed tones. Now he's moving to his left and completes the same for each person standing at attention. As each person is talked to, they assume parade rest until the entire line has been talked to. General Walker says, Attention assembled. Present arms. Do not release your salute until the removal and replacement of the banners has been complete. Walker nods at the band leader to start the remove and replace song standard for the banners to be switched out. Marines and Navy, what do you say to your flag of office? The assembly replies in a huge, Simplify, do or die! That was a thunderous reply. I don't think I've ever heard anything quite like that before. With the music concluded, the new commander turns back to the assembly and announces, Thank you, everyone, for your attendance to this auspicious occasion. Please, feel free to talk amongst yourselves until dinner is announced. This concludes the change of ceremony. The new commander is now talking with his father and staff until dinner is announced. I keep forgetting that they are father and son. Narrator, take it away from here. We join the meal already in progress. General Walker is standing up with a fluted champagne glass and a knife tapping on the side of his glass to bring everyone's attention to his next address speech. General Walker says, As most of you have already seen today, I have brought some new staff with me. 
However, before I can introduce the staff, I have been reminded that a mandatory physical is required of all outgoing and incoming personnel with this change of command that has taken place today. Now back to business. As I call your name, please stand and remain standing until I have introduced everyone. Those that are staying from the old command are Dr. Walker, Tech Sergeant Santiago Romero, and the third person has transferred into this command is Warrant Officer Chief Corbin James. Thank you three for staying with us in this new adventure. The new command staff is Major Austin Briscoe, who will report directly to me, Major Ruby Hendricks. She is the head of our administration office. She and Chief Engineer Edison McCallan from the civilian side will be responsible for the daily operations of the moon base's needs. Colonel Tallow Reed Communications, Environmental Department will be manned by Colonel Tripp Elston. Our medical department is Lieutenant Colonel Loretta Kay. Senior Master Sergeant Penny Baker will be responsible for all of our supplies. Please, don't let us run out of anything. I don't want to be responsible. Captain Wicker, Engineering Department Head. Chief McCallan will also be responsible for a new team member, Josh Binos. Josh will be his administration runner who is also attached to our command section as well. Oh, and Chief McCallan, please don't run this poor guy ragged. We need his help too. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is our entire team. Let's hear a big round of applause. Sergeant Romero calls the room back to order. Okay, quiet down folks, quiet. Sir, back to you. General Walker says, you may be seated. I really don't know about you, but I'm hungry. Let the feast begin. Whew, I was starting to wonder if we would ever get to the food. This should be a little more relaxed now. All that military stuff can wear a person out if they aren't used to it. Narrator, take it from here. Narrator says, I still don't know how the announcer can even talk to me. This is very disturbing. Announcer, how is this possible? I reply, I'm really impressed with the programming that has been done. You, my friend, are an AI. Anyone can talk to you and vice versa. Did you not realize your status? The narrator replies, no, I did not. This is very unprecedented to me. I'm really going to have to mold this one over. Well, I do have to continue to let folks know what is going on. You and I will talk later. Anyway, we rejoin the meal as Walker toasts everyone assembled. I'm sure that this should be the end of all the festivities for this day. Really has been a long one. Walker has just released the dinner guests. Most of the folks will stay to talk among themselves. With the end of the meal, I really need to investigate this new revelation that has been brought to my attention. Announcer, I'm turning this over to you. Until next time. We have come to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining us on this adventure. We appreciate you listening in. The script writers are J.A. Babian, Tracy Babian, Judith Spengler, and Kent Lilly. Produced by Privy Project Productions. All music licensed to the podcast is through David Fessling Studios with license number ending in 77396170D. Again, thank you for listening to our podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, share it with your friends, and please leave us a comment. This helps with our ratings. I'm your announcer, Tracy Babian, signing off. Until next time.